Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Across the Asia, only on Money FM 89.3. It seems that in the last uh, couple of weeks, no matter where you look in the ASEAN region, the specter of COVID-19 cases and the resurgence of infection continues to hamper many of the region's major economies. We have seen that Singapore in the last 20, in the last uh, 24 hours has decided to reimpose at least some of these phase two heightened alert restrictions that uh, did cast a cloud on business confidence and the outlook for GDP here. There is a case though to be made that perhaps one of the most affected economies in the region could be that of Indonesia, the region's most populous uh, country. This after it's reported that Indonesia overtook India as arguably the COVID-19 epicenter across the globe. But there are signs, at least, at least according to Indonesian President Joko Widodo, that the country's COVID-19 cases are starting to fall and that if the trend continues, the current restrictions could be gradually lifted from July 26. However, enough has been done already to cast enough economic uncertainty on the world's on the co- largest economy in the region. Today and across the ASEAN, we're joined by OCBC's economist Welian Wiranto, who tracks the Indonesian economy for the country's second largest bank. And Walian Ranto is on the phone with us to talk about how the recent events have impacted his outlook for the Indonesian economy. Mr. Ranto, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to hear you're in good health and safe during these times. And welcome back to the show. Thanks, JP, for having us on board. It's always great to have you, of course, Mr. Ranto. And as we mentioned a while ago, it has been reported that Indonesia has overtaken India now in being called the COVID-19 epicenter. Now, you've taken some time to compare and contrast the two countries in terms of the rate of infection spread. What are some of the key things you've actually detected when you've compared the experiences of these two major and populous uh, countries in Asia? So I think I'll just compare in Indonesia and India to get a sense of how the pandemic will play out in Indonesia in the coming weeks. I think we've used basically India's massive bout in April and May as a rough guide. If we do follow that trajectory blindly, and we shouldn't, uh, Indonesia might continue to see further uptick in daily cases. I think if you again follow in this case, finally, it might go up to all the way to 70,000 a day throughout the rest of July. It's obviously not a, not a piece of good news. And uh, in recent days, indeed, I've seen uh, some downtick in the daily cases that basically tell us that, hey, maybe uh, Indonesia's current bout might not turn out to be as bad as, as India's was back in April and May. And as you mentioned, uh, rightly, uh, President Jokowi has used that as one of the reasons behind uh, Extension, yes, but uh, only a fairly, fairly short extension of the what, what we call PPKM, uh, that were basically the emergency restriction measures that we we have uh, in Java and Bali, and also some parts of Indonesia. Right, you know, Mr. Ranto, when we this happened also despite the side of Indonesia making what some might call an earnest effort to try and facilitate its vaccination programs. And this was uh, this saw officials trying to race against the clock to perhaps partially reopen parts of the economy. There were hopes that Indonesia could reopen the island of Bali, at least to tourism, by uh, July. Of course, those hopes were dashed because of that recent resurgence. With the renewed lockdown measures, though, and despite the fact that uh, the president, uh, uh, the Indonesian president, might try to gradually lift some of these restrictions by July 26 onwards, how bad of an impact might this have already on the the largest economy in the region? Well, this is probably the worst lockdown that we have had uh, since the start of pandemic. Even though we have some measures um, before, it is really predicated on sort of localized, uh, on the regency level or the township level versus sort of, you know, more uh, stringent measures applied uh, in, in, in the most uh, populous islands in Indonesia, Java and Bali. Uh, so that's number one. I think that that seed will be felt. Uh, we, we're still working out the numbers. We do not know, apart from gauging some of the mobility indices that we are tracking, which have slumped quite a bit. Uh, I think that, that would basically tell us 
that uh, the kind of economic growth recovery that we have been uh, seeing. In fact, in, in, in May and April, unfortunately, that momentum is unlikely to last through uh, to, to June and July. Uh, and and uh, we have had uh, growth uh, forecast downgrade before from 46 to 4.1%. And if the situation does not improve in the week or two, I think we're unfortunately going to have to shave it down uh, a bit more. I think uh, back on the mirror side, they've already downgraded the forecast to 3.8%, which basically tells us that, you know, uh, there's basically quite a bit of downside risk still to be had, unfortunately. All right, we'll still be to Mr. William Varanto, economist for OCBC here and across the ASEAN. We're talking about the outlook for the Indonesian economy as they also go through their own harrowing resurgence of COVID-19 cases. You know, uh, these uh, recent pronouncements by Indonesian President Joko Widodo about gradually lifting restrictions from July 26, you know, it does raise a question about whether there is a hard decision to prioritize the reopening of the Indonesian economy over the overall state of the public of public health in that country. Do you think, uh, Mr. Varanto, that in Indonesia might be caught in a, in a proverbial rock and a hard place or between a proverbial rock and a hard place. Because on one hand, if you reopen the economy, public hospitals could get overwhelmed and cause risks. If you close things up, a lot of people who live hand to mouth in Indonesia could undergo yet another round of brutal lockdown, similar to what's going across the region. What are your thoughts on that? And is this such a zero-sum question that Indonesian officials will actually have to answer? There's really no hard and fast rule, unfortunately, when it comes to how to deal with this. I think, I think when all along since the, since the beginning of pandemic, we always had to treat this uh, consideration as a lives versus livelihoods question. And unfortunately, that continues to be true. I think, as, as you correctly mentioned, if we do uh, see more rapid reopening, on one hand, that's good for economy. On the other hand, obviously, that uh, might well turn out to be a bad choice in terms of uh, how virus might spread. Fundamentally, I think ultimately for any economy, including uh, Indonesia's economy, to get out of this on and off cycle of pandemic and lockdowns and whatnot, uh, ramping up vaccination remains the key. I think unfortunately on this, on this front, even though Indonesia did have a relatively early start with the vaccination drive, it has not quite kept up with the pace. And, and so far, we've only seen uh, about six, six and a half percent of the population to be fully vaccinated. And there's also the big elephant in the room issue of, of dependence on uh, Sinovac, uh, which you know has had some. Uh, with some people are questioning the vaccine efficacy rate of, of that of the particular choice. Uh, so unfortunately, that that is the main, the primary vaccine that Indonesia still, still does have and still will use. All right, and fingers crossed that better days are might be ahead with regards to uh, Indonesia as they try to combat their own pesky resurgence of the COVID-19 pandemic there. Well, Yan Wiranto, economist for OCBC, thank you so much for joining us today on Across the ASEAN to talk about your, out- your revised outlook on the Indonesian economy. As always, I wish you and your loves continued safety and good health during these unusual times. And we look forward to the next time we can have you back on the show. Thank you, JP, and, and all the best to you and the listeners. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.